Welcome to Strong Men, Strong Marriages. My name is Mike Frazier, MD, your BYU and UCLA-trained marriage coach. My mission is to help you get strong, get attractive, and get a strong, joyful, and intimate marriage, no matter how bad it is right now. You can do it, and I can help you. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode, How to Be More Confident. This is something a lot of you guys have been asking asking about, you know, how to deal with insecurities, how to be more confident. So I'm excited to share this with you. I want to start with a client win. This guy has been in the program just about a week now, and he says, the switch is flipped. My wife has been so very much at ease with me. Instead of being occupied on her phone or something else at night, she's wanted to visit, get a snack before bed, and just be together. I don't know the last time we spent so much time actually looking at each other eye to eye in bed. So I love reading reading these things and just seeing people turn things around so quick. And this is what can happen. You know, you start building up your strength, you start building up your attractiveness, your interpersonal skills, and you have this great connection with your wife. Okay, that's what it's all about. So to start, I really wanted to find what is confidence. So I looked it up so we can all be clear. <laughs> So one definition is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something or a firm trust. Another one is the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. And the last one, which is what we really think about more for self-confidence, is a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. So we're going to talk about mainly the first and third ones. And we're going to start with the first one, though. So the feeling or belief that someone can rely on someone or something or a firm trust. Okay, this one is so important. And I call it, you know, being a man of your word or spiritual strength. Okay. Being someone that you know you can rely on and that other people can rely on. It's huge. Okay. When you really have that, that builds up a lot of self-confidence. And the way you build it is by making and keeping your promises. Pretty straightforward. Just kind of hard to do. Simple, but kind of hard to do. So look closely at yourself, right? When you make a promise to do something, do you do it or do you not do it and then make excuses? So what happens to me a lot is I'll I'll say, yeah, I'll do that. And then I, I really do forget. I'm kind of a forgetful person, but that's not a good excuse, right? If I commit to do something like it's on me, I should just write it down and follow through. Okay. So I'm working on that. Um, just recently. So as I was writing this, right, I realized that I had made my wife a promise that I had not followed through with yet. She wanted me to kind of look at these fonts and, you know, decide which the name of which font looked most like the, the fonts that are on her bands. And I hadn't done it. So I even, I even wrote this one down. I just hadn't followed through with it. So, you know, this reminded me and I went ahead and did it and sent it through. And now I feel better, right? Because I followed through with that promise. Another guy in our group, had, you know, said he was going to wash the dog and then his, his wife brought it up to him and, uh, you know, he kind of made excuse. Oh, someone else should have done it. You know, that kind of thing. When you say you're going to take out the trash, do you follow through or do you not? Do you forget? Okay. Some, some of you guys, it's maybe something bigger. You know, you made a promise to be faithful to your wife and you weren't, you said you wouldn't watch pornography and you are right. So those have even more of a damaging effect on this sense of confidence right? Your ability to trust yourself, be someone that you can rely on, that can be relied on versus not, okay? I I think about it as a brick house of trust, right? You build that trust up by making and keeping promises over time. When you do something big, it's like knocking that house over. The way you build it back up is the same as you built in the first place. One small promise made and kept at a time, okay? And that builds confidence, trust. 
So another big place you need to pay attention is you need to be able to rely on your own yes and also on your own no. So are there times when you're saying yes to things when you really want to say no or it actually is a no and you're just saying, yeah, 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 I'll do that. And then you don't do it. Okay. Really, it means no. That's a problem. <laughs> and it's a common problem for, you know, what some people call nice guys or or whatever. You just say, yes, yes, yes. Yes, I'll do that for church. Oh yeah. Bake, you know, bake sale. I'm there. Uh, helping somebody move. I'm there. Um, you know, oh, my wife needed this though. Oh, you know, now I need to be there too. So you say yes to so many places that you can't keep a lot of them. And so you start not being able to trust yourself. Other people can't trust you. And that self-confidence, meaning being someone that can be relied on, starts to drop for you and for other people. And it doesn't feel good. What I want you to think about when it comes to a yes is that you want to make your yes more scarce. Okay? Scarcity actually builds value. So I looked up what's the what's the most rare car in the world? And quick search reported. It was a 1962 Ferrari 250 GTO. So how much would you guess that car sold for in 2018? So it sold for $48.4 million. <laughs> okay, a car, one car. So what made it so valuable is just how scarce it was. I mean, it's a cool car, but the, the main thing is how scarce it is. So you want to make your yes more valuable by using it less frequently. When you say yes, yes, yes to everything, it's almost useless, okay? Right now, the United States is printing so much money, it starts to decrease its value, right? Where gold and other things that are set, there's only a certain amount of it, its value is going up, okay? Things that are scarce are more valuable. The other thing I want you to think about is you can only say yes when you can actually say no. If you feel like you have to say yes to everything, you know, it really doesn't even mean anything. Okay. But when you feel like you can say no, yeah, I'm going to say no to some things. And then my yeses are going to actually mean something. Okay. That's when you start having more power. So the thing is, when you say yes to people, please, you get a short-term kind of happy response. Oh yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there for the move. Oh yeah, honey, yeah, I'll take care of the trash. You're know, like, oh good. You know, but you know, when you don't do it, now you've lost that long-term respect and trust versus Okay. When, you know, church says, Hey, you know, come do this. And you're like, sorry, I can't do that. I have to take care of my family. Okay. At first I like, Oh man, you know, that's annoying. But then they, they trust you, they respect you. Right. And then when you do say yes and you follow through, you know, they know that that means something. So an example of a church meeting. So we had these, these church meetings early in the morning, and this was during a time when uh, my wife was, was struggling with depression and anxiety and that sort of thing. And I needed to be there to help her get kids ready in the morning. That was important to me. That was who I wanted to show up as as a husband is someone who was there for her during that time. Now these meetings would go super long to where I would not really be able to be there to help get things ready. So what I started doing, I just started saying, okay, at this time I'm leaving. Okay. Whether the meeting's done or not, I'm leaving right now. Now that was hard to do because of how I might look because, you know, I was saying no and getting up and going, but like, it felt so much better because I was living in alignment to me. I was saying no to something that, you know, was less important to me. And that built up my confidence in myself, my wife's confidence in me, and also the respect of other people. 
Okay, it's hard to do, but it uh, trust me. <laughs> when you start saying no, it feels good and sticking to it, right? And it makes your yes more valuable. All right. So the other part of confidence is a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. Now, the hard part about this is usually we think of that kind of confidence in terms of external abilities or qualities. So that might be what kind of job you have, how much money you make in it, how many friends you have, who are those friends, what do they do, okay, your academic accomplishments, your grades, or, you know, the scores you get on tests, that kind of thing, Uh, sports, how good you are at sports, how handsome or attractive you are, uh, how much money you have, again, power, you know, what's your position in your, uh, in your, uh, organizations, community organizations, or at work, or even at church, you know, do I have a, a leadership calling at church? Prestige, kind of that same idea, even like musical abilities. Okay. So we think like, oh, you know, I have these talents or whatever, you know, that's what, um, that's what gives me, gives me confidence. So that gives us this wrong idea that if I had more of that, then I would be more confident. Okay. Does that sound familiar, right? If I had more money, I'd be more confident. If I looked better, I'd be more confident. If I could just communicate better with people, I'd be more confident in yourself. Okay. Here's the thing, you know, building those things up, it does increase your confidence, but only in those abilities, right? Not in your overall sense of self. So, you know, let's say that you um, pick up tennis, right? And you start playing and the more you play, the better you get. And then you can be more confident, right? In your shot. Hey, when this, when this shot comes and I can hit a really good backhand, I'm confident in that because I've done that a lot of times. So yeah, I'm more confident in tennis. And sometimes that does sort of translate over into being more confident in myself, but only for a little bit, right? Because it's not like the core of who you are. You know, you could break your arm and now all of a sudden you can't hit that backhand anymore. Okay. So if your self-confidence is really tied to that ability, okay, now you've got a problem. And this is what happens, right? If those abilities decrease, your sense of self goes with it. If you tie those together so tightly, okay, so you're, you're really tied to your job and like, that's what gives you confidence and then you lose your job and now you like lose all your self-worth um i listened to some other podcasts a guy named ed milet talks with uh, different athletes and how they go through depression after they retire right professional athletes top of their game you know they retire and then they kind of don't know what to do with themselves and or they have an injury right and now they can't play the game that they loved and really tied their worth to and now they don't know what to do okay happens a lot if you have a lot of money and then you lose it and now, well, you know, that's how I define myself is as a person with lots of money. Now I've got a problem. Another thing is if your confidence is based on comparison, you're in trouble, right? Because someone always has more or less. So just about money, you know, I used to be really tied to the idea of the more money I had, you know, the, the, the better, and the, the better I'd feel, the more confident I'd be. Um, it just isn't that way. Like if you're always chasing that, you don't get it. And also someone always has more, someone always has less. Right. And so you're in this constant state of like, Oh, you know, yeah, he has more than me. So I'm trying to get like him, but this person has less. So I'm better than them. Okay. It's, it's unstable. So self-confidence, it comes from your overriding thoughts about you as a person. Okay. Not about your 
abilities in different things. It's about you at your core, who you are. Okay. So to be really solid in that, it needs to come from a place that is not based on your talents or your possessions or anything external. It needs to be something internal. So as a a Christian person, uh, what I believe deeply is that we are sons of God, children of God. And because of that, we have infinite worth inside us and infinite potential. And that worth and potential, it's not changed by what you do or do not do. You know, like we're all worth a hundred dollars, you know, whether we spend that on, you know, drugs or we spend that on, you know, uh, like giving food to the homeless, you know, the, that hundred dollars is worth the same. Okay. You know, that potential, you know, that does make a difference in, you know, building up into, into who we can be, you know, whether we spend it on drugs or, or feeding a homeless person, right. Um, but the value doesn't change. It's hard to, to believe sometimes, but it really is true. Uh, if, if you didn't listen to the, uh, the episode that's about, you know, your, your self-worth or what God thinks about you, go back and listen to that. Because again, when we're trying to win that approval from other people, you know, we're forgetting that we have that inherent worth and potential because God made us, God created us and he doesn't make mistakes. Is from that book, the You Are Special by Max Lucado. God does not make mistakes. You have infinite worth. You have infinite potential. Okay. You don't have to do anything to earn it. You already earned it. You already have it. Okay. It's like if you have a hundred dollars in your bank account and then you go out and you try to earn that same hundred dollars, right? It doesn't make sense because it's already there. Okay. Same way with your value. If you're out there trying to earn your value all the time, you're just doing something that makes no sense because you already have infinite value as a person. So you want to get to where you feel certain about this truth. And it takes some time. It takes some time to build this up. And you need to remind yourself often, you know, I do have value. I do have worth, you know, no matter what the people say around me. So then the other thing that ties into this is this idea of potential, right? Infinite worth, infinite potential. So what you want to do is you want to identify, hey, like I also, as a unique human as a unique son of God, I have certain gifts and certain abilities. Okay. What you don't want to do is deny those or minimize those. Okay. This is what I would call a destructive or a fake humility. Okay. Like, let's say you're, you're gifted at, uh, at playing the piano and people compliment you on that. And you say, Oh no, no, like I'm not that good. Okay. Some people will call that humility. What I call that is being stupid. <laughs> it's, it's just not it's being ungrateful. Like if you believe that talent is, is God given, like if someone gives you, um, you know, a car for your birthday, you don't, you don't say to them, Oh, like, you know, that car is not that good. It's kind of stupid. Right. That'd be rude. Same idea here. Like if you've been given a gift from God and then you're like, Oh no, it's not that good. It's not that good. That's rude. It's rude to God who gave you that gift. Okay. So don't deny it. Don't minimize it. Say, yeah, you know, this is a great gift I've been given. I've, I've worked on it. You know, I want to want to make it better. I'm glad you appreciate the song I played. Thank you for, for coming up and saying that. That means a lot to me. Okay. That's actual humility. Okay. Is being able to use those gifts. All right. And serve with them. Okay. So again, what you want to do, this is the potential part. Okay. Appreciate your own abilities and qualities. 
Okay. So you say, Hey, like I have been given certain gifts and I'm going to go out and use those to serve other people. Okay. How can I use these gifts to serve the people around me instead of comparing? Okay. This is what I got caught in a lot. Like, Oh, like I'm, I'm a smart guy. Look at my grades. They're better than his grades. Look at my score. It's better than his score. Instead of saying, Hey, God's given me a good brain. So how can I use that to go out there and serve the people around me? I feel like I'm doing that now and it feels great. So it builds up that self-concept, right? Because you're like, hey, I'm using these gifts. I have these gifts. Let me go out and, and use them for the good of the, the world, right? And even if that gift or that ability gets taken away, right? You come back to that infinite worth. You say, huh, you know, that gift is is gone or now I can't use it quite the way I thought. What other gifts do I have? What, what else has God given me that I can go out and serve with? It just feels so much better. It's such a different mindset and it builds up your Again, appreciation of your own abilities and qualities. All right. So in summary, confidence defined. Okay. Number one, the feeling or belief that someone can rely on someone or something, a firm trust. How do you do that? You build up that sense of self-confidence by being a man of your word. Okay. When you make a promise following through and also using yes, much more sparingly. Okay. Making no more of your default instead of yes. Or let me think about it instead of, yeah, I'll do that. Say, hold on, let me check my schedule, right? And make sure when I say yes, I'm going to follow through. Okay, that feels better. And that creates this confidence of being someone that can be relied on, being able to rely on your yes and your no. The other part of confidence, self-confidence, a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. Okay. So, With this one, you first start by appreciating your own infinite and inherent value as a human being. You stop trying to earn it and you just realize it's there. You have that value, okay, no matter what you do. Second step of that is acknowledging your own gifts and talents and then using them in service to others instead of comparing those gifts to the people around you. When you're in comparison, you're out of service. This is a hard lesson I've had to learn as I've been building my business, right? is anytime I'm out there, oh, like that person's making more money, you know, whatever. I'm 100% out of serving you guys and thinking, how can I, you know, do a better job for for my guys and teach these principles and build myself up? You know, if I'm in comparison, I'm totally out of service. So recognize your gifts and talents and ask yourself the question, how can I use these gifts to serve the people around me? And as you continue to serve, you continue to practice, those gifts get better. That increases your confidence in those gifts and talents and increases your appreciation of your abilities and qualities, which leads to more self-confidence. All right, men. So get out there, apply these principles. Let me know how they go. I'm excited for you. All right, stay strong, men, and I'll see you on the next episode. If you're ready to become the strongest and most attractive version of yourself and create the best relationship you have ever had with yourself, your wife, and your children in 90 days or less, come join us in the Strongman System. I guarantee you'll have the best relationship you have ever had with your wife in 90 days or less or your money back. Visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how and I'll see you there.